0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Crystal Core Radio Podcast. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. The last time we all got together was at Tokyo Fan Fest for Final Fantasy XIV. We learned about the Pictomancer. We learned about what was that PC futuristic world that uh, it looks like the new world has been uh, hiding from us this entire time. And we have Elino, know, and hopefully I'm not butchering that. I was just like, oh, man, I suck at words. All good. Uh, Bigly French. So, yeah, exactly. Wee <laughs> oui, <oui. The>, wee. Uh, <laughs> uh, joining us today from in Archives, where we're going to be talking about just lore implications, our thoughts about FanFest, and just generally having a fantastic and fun conversation. If you guys aren't following in Archives, they're tagged in the title of this podcast over here on YouTube. And if you are watching this as a VOD, sound off in the comments with VOD squad uh, as a way of just supporting uh, the podcast here at the channel. So we've got so much to talk about first and foremost, when it comes down to it, you guys can check out this podcast and all the podcasts we produce uh, via audio format. So if you check the top link in the description, you'll be able to get to all of the content that we produce all across the internet, so hopefully you guys do that. And if you enjoy the content, hit a like. But outside of those show notes and those plugs, we got a lot to break down, uh, dude. Happy New Year! I'm gonna toss to you. Uh, what is uh, what was your inter- uh, interpretation of uh, everything we learned from FanFest this last year?
1: Oh, that's a great question. So happy to new, to New Year to you as well. So I guess to go from a specifically lore standpoint on it, uh, everything we've learned about Tural. I mean, even the name Tural is brand new, right? So everything we've learned from the FanFest is we've got the name of Tural, we've got its northern and southern section now, thanks to Tokyo, which is Jacques Tural uh, in the north and Yaktural Tural in the south. We've got five maps, because we've got Urkopacha, Kozumauka, Yachtel, um, uh, Shaloani, and Solution 9. So we're still missing a map. Uh, we got Femroths. And we got a bunch of the races, mm-hmm. like the Moblins, uh, yeah. the Pelu-Pelu. So we've got a decent amount. We got basically the same amount that we would have gotten for Endwalker. The difference being that with Endwalker, we knew some things about the moon, kind of. We knew some things about mm-hmm. Garlamol. We knew some things. Whereas pretty much all the lore we've had so far for the new world comes from Blue Mage and a bunch of food.
0: Well, we also had the Mommel Jaw. You know, like we've had, had them... them they when co- I mean, we knew they came from the new world for for a very long time and that's why I was excited about the blue mage i'm wondering if we're going to see additional blue mage lore uh that's brought in now that we're also getting beastmaster do you think beastmaster might be something that's rooted in that of the new world as well
1: Oh, no question to me. I think there's no question that it is. Um I, I think the uh, one with Blue Mage coming from five and Beastmaster also coming from five. Um I think the thing is that Blue Mage, based off being from the walloqui is probably gonna be in Jocctoral. It's gonna be from the north and the Beastmaster mm-hmm. is gonna be something from the south. And it's like that's gonna be like two different like distinct like uh, practices that come from the new world.
0: Excellent. Chris, happy new year, sir. Uh we have, we were tired. We went and watched the entire uh, entire event and uh and now here we are rested, recovered uh with hindsight all baked into the brains. What what's your takeaway from Tokyo Fan Fest this year?
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> I knew I'd be excited. And so like we didn't gain any excitement because the I think we just took like general Great. excitement and just such a wet blanket. <laughs> like, does that make sense? So yeah. I know there's people that want to get hyped about like the new female Roth, but we knew we knew they were coming. Yeah, it's always how it is, hyped right? about new zones, but like we knew those were coming. Uh and there's people hyped about the raid, but we like we knew we were getting a raid. So, like, I think what's exciting is now we can like put names on these things, we can point at them. Um, and, and we can start to talk about like maybe specific details and specific aesthetics. Uh, maybe we can talk about aesthetics beyond just the leather looking better. Uh, (laughs) like that was a lot of time spent. So as I thought back, I was like in the, in the moment it felt totally like, it was like, it was a little long as I thought back, I was like, that was a lot of time on there were so many people mad at us leather. too we were just uh,
0: laughing our heads off at the whole thing and they're like you're laughing at their hard work it's like no we're not laughing at their hard work this is a weird delivery like you have to admit that this is they have perfect opportunity
2: everything they can share and things that they obviously cannot share yeah and they could allocate however much time to each part of the game as they chose when outlining this presentation and they decided that the best use of 30 minutes was one screenshot at a time of minor face differences. Um, but I, I'm excited to go to Central and South America.
0: I'm uh, <laughs> not <laughs> wrong. You're not wrong.
1: I mean, it looks like the Jacques Terrell is kind of North America, so we're getting some of that too. Not not so much
2: Canada, but unless you count Solution 9. I think I think Solution 9 is where it lost me. I think up till then, I was like, yes, I have been on this trajectory. We are heading upwards. Like, I could feel the ratcheting of the roller coaster, knowing that this summer it's going to just drop off. It's going to be awesome. Uh, And then, like, I knew what ride we were on. And then they showed Solution 9. And I was like, I don't know if I got on the right ride. Like, I I think I'm lost. Like, this one will also be fun. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know where I am. So what I'm most excited about today is to talk to Elio and understand, like, what did I miss? Yeah. Because uh, we were on vacation and there was going to be a fight about like a king and there was going to be a dragon and we were going to be parading around Central and South America. Yeah. And then they let I us into the data center. Yeah. And I don't I don't know when I did that.
1: Yeah, so Solution Nine is very interesting, obviously, very surprising. Honestly, if not, it just even just being city, right? Um, mm-hmm. is kind of like one of the big things. But, um, to be fair to them, they kind of set up that we should have been thinking about this with the fact that we've had the dungeon images for forever. Like, they gave us at NA the like inside of a PC fan looking concept art. So, there has been we knew that there was a, some sort of future tech thing going on, we and it didn't look elegant, so we didn't know like. What was going on there? But it, 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 the thing is, is that most of the history, uh, one, the history of Tural is just almost completely unknown to most of the world. Mm-hmm, um, okay. And then on top of that, you have the better part of ten thousand years of history in which it could have existed at any earlier astral era. So imagine, for instance, the Assians. You have Emmet Cell comes in, creates an, uh, a civilization in the second astral era, uh, or technically the first astral era before the calamity of lightning. Right uh mm-hmm. it's it comes up as it's a solution to try and solve either their future problems once they get everyone for emerald back um or something else and then it's part of but it's also part of their plan for creating the calamity of lightning because we know like solution nine and and all the creatures in geral are weirdly really lightning aspected you've got that dungeon in Urquapacha that has lightning like breaking out of it in crystalline mm-hmm. form you've got the um Goro that Asinian fights in the trailer that has a lightning a- um, aspect on its back, which, dude, we haven't seen in any other version before. Um, so, like, Solution 9 in, in one sense is a complete, like, zag when we expected them to zig, but also they did, like, try to give
2: us some hints to not completely... Oh, in right. hindsight, it's always obvious. In hindsight, every <laughs> yeah, single yeah. person picked yeah. Pictomancer. In hindsight, every single person knew where I we didn't. were going. Um I thought it was some high copium for pictomancer. I, oh, really?
0: See, because like I think, and I'd have to like if somebody can call like call me out if I'm misremembering my own self, was that I was like hope, like I was like, please be a time mage, like that's my hope every time it's a caster. But then I was like, pictomancer just seems like the most on the nose, while at the same time obscure option, bringing in you know realm from Final Fantasy VI as a job as a caster. Uh, I was like, that, that feels like it would be like both kind of unique where Viper is that unique job, but at the same time, also having that historical connection that you can, you can bring in and you can, you can have those uh, minions uh, that, you know, they get bundled with the collector's edition pre-order or something like that, you know, like that's where I'm like, yep, yeah, it, it felt like it checked all the boxes. And the only thing I was still like the fanboy is hopeful was for, you know, like time age, but at the same time, like. I don't know, man, like every year, every expansion, you have the the team that's like the pro Geomancer, team and i'm like i just Those don't four guys it are gonna just get every,
2: strung along dude time. one I, month subscription at a time i i'm days. the guy
1: i'm the guy who's been who's <laughs> like was like hey geomancer would make sense and then has
2: to de- degraded down to like
1: hey nope. elements of geomancer could appear <laughs> corsair
2: yeah. in Mercidia we were going south south isles everything yep. made sense everything since then i've just been along for the ride like Damn. i haven't been able to place my excitement i am excited yeah. But like, it's just been like, tell me what to be excited about. Um, I did. I was told by my wife that she could audibly hear me when they announced Beastmaster. Yeah, um, that I was, was the one thing I'm excited that, about. Beastmaster. That when I apologize to anybody that had headphones on. Um, That was my one moment of excitement. But beyond that, like, I just was like, well, we're just here. We're just along for the ride. And I don't I don't know enough about Pictomancer. I don't know enough about Solution 9. To really start kind of being excited in the same way that I was like the first moment you found out about Elpis or the first moment you found out about Amaro, like there were these moments that were just so exciting. I don't have any of that for solution nine. And it's not it's not that I'm like hating it. I just I literally don't know what to expect. It's just a blind wall and I'm heading towards it.
1: To be fair, most people don't. I mean, because the thing is Solution 9 is a reference to FF9 to an attack in FF9, right? Like it, yeah. we don't, it's basically, there's. it, it is going to be wholesale new and interesting. So I I, I definitely get that feeling. i also just real quick say, I love Pictomancer. To be very clear, me thinking that Pictomancer was Cope is not because I was like, oh, that'd be a bad idea. I think it's phenomenal. I just didn't think that they'd go quite that out there with it. And I, I'm glad that they did. Um,
2: so, I've seen some people calling it creation magic um as recently as like right now uh yeah and so like I've, I've seen that quite a bit um it's really cool to be in charge of putting stuff on the screen now <laughs> uh and, and finally so...
0: accepted his admin role here at work the game i've been <laughs> like will you accept these tools please
2: uh, so playing it, solo. like i've been seeing that thrown around and like i guess i don't know the difference between ethereal like manipulating ether and creating so like i yeah. i think of ethereal manipulation as being different than like what the Loperites have. But maybe I'm, and so like, can you help kind of explain where maybe we believe Pictomancer's power comes from?
1: So Pictomancer, we don't have the official lore yet. So obviously everything I'm seeing is gonna be speculation, but based off of what we've seen, um, it looks like the paint itself is probably crystal, is crystal pigment. um, And is that it's being used as a foci and a channel like to create elemental effects. That's why you see lightning and and what have you. the, the creating a painting and causing effect, however, it's not necessarily inherently creation magic. Uh, you could, if you say that by the same argument, you could argue that creating your shadow with uh, Dark Knight is, or your egg excuse me, as a summoner is, which is it's it's not technically creation magic. Okay. Um, creation. So while creation magic is technically a branch of ethereal manipulation, it's like a next step up. Okay. Um, so, so we have a lot of abilities throughout. I'm sure I could come up with more if I th- thought about it. Like the creation of the bell with white mage, right? Is not creation magic. It's ethereal manipulation to create a construct. Which, um, in the same way that a soulkin is a is a golem with aether keeping it moving, is not the same thing as a living person with a soul in them, right? Even though technically speaking, they both run on aether. So I don't think assuming okay. saying. Pictomancer is using creation magic is like saying a job is even using dynamis to manipulate uh it, you which is a whole fucking I, 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 a whole can of worms to ex- which which thanks to EE3 I feel very vindicated because they gave us all like everything to say like no 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 no, no. Okay. but yeah I won't open that can of worms <laughs> that's the whole thing
2: because that's I, it's not something that I, I fully understand. Um and that's why I like talking with you, somebody who's read a lot further into the lore than me um okay and then as far as like where we're going mm-hmm. it's not it doesn't seem weird that we don't know where we're going uh there's a part oh, of this like you said uh on stream that
0: yoshi p like people think something spoilery and yoshi p's like oh you should have seen what we we could have shown you and i want to call back just a moment and then i want you to finish that thought is that remember the amaro reveal like when right. we were in you know shadow mm-hmm. like how absolutely mind-blowing that was mm-hmm. and here they are showing us solution nine at a keynote address what are they what are they not
2: showing us oh, yeah. every expansion, he said yeah. every Ian Walker, expansion too. people say yeah. yep. you showed us too much you've ruined the game and every expansion yoshi p in some q a gets that question if he hasn't already gotten it i haven't read through all the japanese interviews yet but if he hasn't already gotten it he will um he his response will be no we looked at the least spoilery things and that's what we've shown you we're excited for you to see what we couldn't show you they're like every time dangerous. it has been this like if you think this is a spoiler just wait um cuz remember last expansion they showed us Garlemald. like
1: they showed what? us eldness in the job action trailer yeah they,
2: but they I, didn't tell us what it was no but but, but they, they they even hinted at <laughs> yeah. that but they told the, the I know kept, it's it, artificial it, i thought okay. it was like treasure maps or something which is right. a, in hindsight wildly wrong um <laughs> yeah i guess you're right yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, but I, I thought it was like a like a piece of side content. Like, I did not understand that it was possibly one of the most extensive lore reveals that we'd ever get. Uh, that was a big deal. So I, I don't know where we're going from here. I just know it. they've definitely shaken it. Any expectations I had for this expansion, they've just shaken them up and just... I'm just along for the ride. Uh, and I don't know if there's anything else that they can tell us that's not going to be true to formula. So how many dungeons we're getting, how many raids we're getting... All of those things are just very, very, very basic and formulaic. Uh, the surprise is in how they deliver it. Yeah, we know it always has
1: been. It always has been, and I honestly think it'll always will be. Right? Like, I think the people who came in during Shadowbringers are, and you guys have talked about this. I remember when I first started making content, you were t- you guys were talking about this. But people are going to mm-hmm. have a rude awakening uh, if they think that is going to magically come up with like content that they didn't say they were going to make because that's not how they work. They're incredibly consistent, which is a pro or a con depending on what you want
0: yeah and that's actually uh, lethal synergy uh, weighs in on that uh, the same kind of subject and this is a veterans issue as opposed to a new players issue every time but they say as a player since 2012 i love 14 but the content formula needs to be changed it's stale and it's getting very boring and like the solution unfortunately we all know and it doesn't feel good to say is that it's yep. so much more healthy to take a break and step away from the game for whatever period of time you need. But when you do come back, it is it, like you, you feel that magic instantly. You can see that the love and passion, but yes, like I, every veteran is like, yep. Like Chris said it at the very start of this episode, we knew we were getting a raid. We knew we were getting an Alliance thing. We knew we were getting, you know, uh, and it ends up being like the detail that I think we crave is, is, know is that minuscule is that media tour is that job adjustment uh you know kind of thing and framsey follows that up with he says he hopes they get class balance good off the go picto really doesn't fit any other than just being in the game for people who like the aesthetic what are you guys thoughts on any of
2: that that's why i like the limited job system is is the more jobs we have the less exciting each individual job will be because all content has to be balanced to be doable by any combination of jobs as best as possible, especially as you work down in difficulty. It has to be achievable, which means that if there's something required, if, say, we moved to like a Guild Wars system and there was a stun mechanic on a boss and you have to stun this mechanic or you cannot proceed, all of a sudden, every job would magically have a quest that taught you some new stun move. That's why all things have low. Not because every job Mm -hmm. should, but because every job would have to. And in turn, You can't add a stun mechanic to a boss that is mandatory unless every job has it. So the content is bound by what the jobs can achieve and the jobs are bound to clear a minimum type of of capabilities based on the content. And so as we add more jobs, that only gets tighter, uh, tighter and tighter and tighter. And the limited job system is their one chance to say, forget balance, everybody just write down all your favorite ideas on the board, we're going to pick our favorite 10 and we're just going to build a job. And then it's like, well, what if it's not balanced? Who cares? Um, so that's why I wanted something like Beastmaster to be separated. And I understand that's controversial because there are people that would prefer to be able to do things like clear MSQ on Beastmaster, go into their static on Beastmaster. Uh, and those are not going to be possible. But the advantage is hopefully your time on Beastmaster is truly unique. And what I'd like to see them do with the limited job system is give us a reason to do it beyond the first clear. That was something that Blue Mage struggled with. Uh, where when it's new, it's really fun, but you basically have to be ready to do Blue Mage the day they drop the new skills, because six months later, it's done. Like Everybody that's already done it doesn't want to keep doing it, and there's a very good chance that everybody that didn't do it is because they don't ever plan to. Uh, and so it's really hard to see Blue Mage thrive um, in the same way, unless they do something like a big open world push or something like that. Uh, it, it very rarely has these moments of beauty Uh, as opposed to if there was something like an ability to level up the skills cosmetically or um, something that caused a more perpetual collection mechanic uh so that's what i'd like to see i don't think that the formula is bad for final fantasy what it is is it's iterative it's not that they don't change they do change and i know they change because you can go back and look at all the outrage videos every time they get it wrong so like (laughs) i know i know the change is happening but when you talk about those breaks, Brian, every time you take a break, what you're doing is you're allowing a bunch of changes to pile up like the cold mm-hmm. side of a pillow. So when you come back, it feels new, it feels yeah. fresh as opposed to when you're there at a time, it's just these breadcrumbs and it it sometimes isn't enough.
1: Yeah, I will say like for my money, I I like that. Maybe it's, I, this is also maybe a content creator privilege of having that downtime between patches or that time to breathe is really nice because it gives me extra time to play the game, to read more, to um, but but I also maybe I, I like playing MMOs as kind of a perpetual thing and not, but not a perpetual grind. So 14, the way 14 is structured for me personally, I've been a very much a fan of because I can take a break. I can go play other things if I want. But I do, I, I know that that's even that's been, you know, even the, 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 the claim of take a break is controversial because of but like you, Chris, both of you guys have said before, like maybe I don't want it right now, you know?
0: yeah and it's it's interesting because like you know i was trying to pull up the 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 chat but it's that yoshi p's like he made this as a game not as a job you know and content creation has that ability to take that hobby thank you very much chris uh, and turn it into a, a job and that's where i think you see end up a lot of friction a lot of frustration and so my personal view like when i look at what i want final fantasy 14 to do like I don't know if that will come to be, you know, like where the limited jobs are great. I want every job to be limited. Like when I look at how the limited jobs are, like they are the most interesting and exciting. And then also the most frustrating because people want Blue Mage to be quote unquote a real job. And I wish that that actually were, I I wish both could be true with the idea that could they update the matchmaking system so that like you as a player, like have a, battle score or something and we're seeing newer MMOs start to do this. And I do wonder if with given enough time it's going to be like, oh, you know, that's that's the solution. We just haven't the community of game developers and MMO creators hasn't figured it out. You see Wow Season of Discovery coming in being received. And I've talked to like even random strangers at work that are like, Discovery got me back into wow. It's been so long. It's just that fun. It's fun forward, fun first. You know, the balance we're not probably going to get balanced right like every which way from Sunday, and so yes, and that's something that I think is and I hope for for this game is where blue mage gives you a sense of like kind of it's your blue mage, your blue mage is not my blue mage, but my white mage is your white mage, you know, like there guess, is no differences.
1: I guess the one thing I would say that for me is that the reason I've stuck with Final Fantasy and why Final Fantasy is fun to me is partly because of that balance. Like, for me, mm-hmm. one of the really big things I've fallen off of other ones for is this, like, when things are really poorly balanced and I can't play the job I like. Um, Not not even just can't play, that's not even right. It's just, like, I can't feel like I'm having a fair fight, right? Or I can't, whether it's in, like, the hard content or in PvP or... So, like, I, I maybe I'm just overly conservative at this point for, for when it comes to... uh Uh, job balance but one of the things i like so much about 14 and one of the things i find funny when anyone says like 14 is not balanced is like this game is painfully like they focus on balance yeah painfully balanced
2: painfully balanced it has a shackle around one of its ankles and it's only allowed to go eight feet in any one direction from the center pole um to the point where there there are people that get frustrated when new job balance comes out that it maybe it makes two jobs feel too similar or maybe it it causes their favorite job um to be so redundant with another job that whichever one gets the higher dps um on an abacus ends up being the superior version because at that point the animations feel like the only difference uh now when you're going through their job quests i think that's why people were upset when job quests kind of took a turn to roll quests is is like i think that there is a real need for how do we get a strong enough aesthetic and a strong enough job theme that your class fantasy can be there even if your buttons are very very similar to another jobs Um, even if it is just one two three combos with the occasional you know blinking button how do we make that feel really special Mm -hmm. Uh, and job aesthetic I will say Pictomancer aesthetically is a huge leap in some direction uh, to the point where like I I didn't even know if it fit in the game like it almost felt like a crossover event uh, where it felt like Rathalos or Fall Guys where it's just this and don't get me wrong, I play as a metallic blue pig. So as far as breaking people's immersion, I do it in every party I join. Uh, and now I'm going to be a metallic blue pig that ideally can change the color of that freaking handkerchief with the dual dye channel. So guys, baby, like, I'm um,
1: so excited. Oh, actually, uh, j- just to bounce off that real quick. One thing I do want to say is um, that. uh one thing that's funny to me about the people that find that immersion breaking is like the paint effect, or at least like the paint coloring and stuff, all comes from the emotes that have been in the game since Stormblood. Like the there's the painting emotes that they use that are, you can mm-hmm. get as an emote and are also you use in the 06 fight. So it's like oh. it's not it's not new exactly.
2: <laughs>
1: okay. Um I mean, no, no who i no, I like
2: plays with maximum spell detail. Like when we were doing the Bosja yeah. stuff. And i was having to slam that same raid over and over and over and over uh on stream we started making it interesting like let's let's change it up uh and so one of the ways we changed it up is i was tanking the fights in first person with maximum spell effects oh my God. i don't believe that the average player is experiencing that no. um well, it is a different not. game uh i will tell you it is a different game uh especially in that like you mess up twice you die mechanics but That's when it's like, well, I'm going to clear this thing 43 times this week. How are we going to make that fun? Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's play. Let's do the whole raid with just my left hand. Now let's do the whole raid with just my right hand. Let's do the whole raid clicking from the spell book. Get out Uh, the DDR pad. Let's go. And so we were just doing different things to make it exciting. But typically people are turning down spell effects. Typically, you're not going to see Pictomancer any more than you're going to see any existing job. so, but it aesthetically, like for you individually, like when you're out in the world and stuff like that, it will be drastically different. Uh, I think, I think it looks drastically different to the point where like, I wasn't even sure it appealed to me, but that's fine. Like there's, there's so many jobs in game. They don't have to all appeal. Right. Because Yeah. Viper know? doesn't
0: appeal to me, like from what they showed off. And I'm like, all right. Like, but then again, I'm not a. The biggest fan of like that physical melee you know so it's yeah. like all right then cool i hope somebody's excited dual wielding another dual wielding class that's great go for I it i mean i'm
1: all about that give me a flamingo dancer with blades baby uh so but no I- and actually, just to, to to hop back a second, just because we were talking about it up at the top. But one thing that's interesting to me, too, like you guys, I, I watched you guys' video where you guys were laughing about the um graphics update. But it's yeah. funny, I have a lot of people in my community who are um either more like G posers or stuff. So mm-hmm. for them, that was almost as big or bigger, like dual channel for them, yeah, right. What and a lot wanted- of
2: people wanted it. I don't know what got left yeah. in the clip, but what we wanted was like a brief little video that highlighted the most dramatic changes, show some of the dark skinned collarbones, show some of that fabric, show some of the, the doing the side-by-side analysis of every single one for 25 minutes was, I think what caused us to just be like, what is happening? The it's other yeah. problem with value that though, that.
0: is it wasn't, they spent, they actually didn't spend enough time. And that's the point that I've, I've made and was talking with people about first and foremost is that. I want the technical details like the dual die channel like the first when they first announced that I said they fixed the a fundamental problem that this game has had with its memory because if y'all remember when they deleted belts I remember people going like but why do they delete belts and I go because they're out of memory and this is a big concern so as a part of their two-year plan they've been reworking their memory system which is now allowing full dual die etc but they didn't get to bring out the techno wizards to this, to that. Like if this was a dev panel and they could bring out like the, the techno wizards and really talk about it, we, I think we would have gotten like a level of satisfaction from that information that we just could not get from a keynote because no matter what, like you're looking and, and the thing that made me that was just tickling me the whole time is, Oh, I just am really anticipating some, insane comments about people who are like i can't believe the devs have wasted this much money on this and instantly that was the response and for the people who are like this is their this was their super bowl you know they've been waiting for this for a long time like i get where they're coming from but they are an echo chamber that like the rest of the world is like
2: what the f and like that's why i was like this is this is a weird choice to do because this it here. got so much more time than the crafter gatherer content got, which is right. another group of people's Super Bowl. It got so much more time than you know, Beastmaster, uh, which has almost no information about it. And you know, there's a thousand questions. Oh, to uh, me, that was all
1: intentional, though. They didn't want to. Sh- they weren't going to show
2: off any of that, right? Which Be- Beastmaster is so late next expansion. I don't know right. if they're ready. Right. But just it was just might so show it off the next fan fest. So That's how late allocated is. to it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so I I don't know.
1: Yeah. I I mean, it's, it's tough. I I will point out that at at EU, they did do a bunch of those technical panels though. Right. Like that's one of the things that they showed mm -hmm. off both their texturing process and the new modeling process and like a lot of that. And so I do think that, yeah, I, I I, I do wonder how much of it is, is that they just not, not showing off more of cosmic exploration because they didn't have anything to show or, and how much of that's why you got 30 plus minutes of. But I, I will say, the one thing I'll say, and I don't mean this so much more as defense, but just interesting to point out, is that the amount of people I knew who were really anxious about their character looking drastically different, True. You know, this, th- this actually did help like this, that yeah. extra time did help. So it, it just, it's only interesting to me because I would have, I would have been on the same panel of like, okay, we're spending a lot of time. This, time. we basically did this at NA already. Right. We had the um, same reaction
2: yeah. to the, like, send us pictures of your ears taking 30 minutes. Yeah. It's anytime something <laughs> so narrow gets to yeah. be like, like a third of the presentation is about something that affects 5% of people. Like I hear that technology is really cool. And there's a lot of people that really like it. That is not the primary final fantasy 14 experience. um, Sending in pictures of your ears. Like that's, that's a narrow group and it, and it was a big presentation. And when it first started, we were like, oh, okay, cool. And then we went through the same, it was the same, like, okay, why is this still going? And then it just got to be funny. Like, it just felt like a family guy joke. Like, like how much longer can they focus on earlobes? Like how much longer can they do it? Um, What are they doing with all these pictures of ears? Like it's, it's just so much information about ears.
1: Look, as an Ellison, I find it useful. No, uh, yeah, it, it, <laughs> it definitely. It is interesting that we didn't even get like a 6.55 trailer or anything, too. So because uh, yeah, well, there,
0: you know. no, uh, there was no there's uh, no live letter that was right. scheduled for this event, which is like that could always be a, a good time to follow that up, because like the point where people are having anxiety about what's visually going to change on the character like the the solution is the benchmark when that eventually releases and you can then go. And the thing that I also was pointing out was that like, this doesn't in my mind do the work enough justice because the, we like the leather, the materials, the environments, the characters, like it isn't just the one thing like, Oh, we've added some more shading to this character. And the thing I praised about that presentation was this, the darker skin tones. Like I felt like those saw that those were the, the highlight of like, oh wow, they you can really you can really tell absolutely you know more for that. But when it when it's all said and done, the benchmark I think is going to be that re- like the thing that I I felt was like I'm not getting enough. I'm Which... I'm only getting these small glimpses, and I'm like I know that the behind the scenes the work has been insane.
1: Like it's I know insane. I know, know did, like, a walkthrough of Charlene If they had done like a walkthrough of Charlene I feel like
2: that sure. would have done. Oh the yeah. Most work. Right. And, and and like that was the first thing I brought up when my spreadsheet started to show the timeline, which so far I've been on the day. I pronounce I, I announced six point five five to the day. And the moment I, I spun that up on stream, I built that spreadsheet on stream. I said, if these dates are true, people are going to be upset. This is going to cause Raiders to go longer than ever before without Savage. This is going to cause the final fan fest to have the least information because it's not after the 0.55. So they're not going to be able to talk about lore. They're not going to be able to show a final trailer. They're not going to be able to have a benchmark. They're not going to be able to do pre-orders. And like I started to feel self-conscious about just how like there's no way they would have a fan fest that revealed that little. But they did, uh, they did, and and like I, I was far from the only person that that predicted that. Like as we've talked about today, the game is very f- formulaic, uh, so it wasn't like I was looking through a crystal ball. I was looking through a spreadsheet that says how many days between things because they are so consistent that that's a good predictor. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it felt like okay, this is they don't have a lot to show. Um, so, mm-hmm. so maybe you're right. Maybe that's why they had to spend that much lo- that long on cosmetics because it was the only thing in a final enough state that they could reveal it without spoiling something or committing to something that's not firm yet. Because uh, mm-hmm. they have a lot of time between now and the expansion to kind of finalize details, especially when you talk about things like localization, uh, where the naming conventions can change. You know, we've we've had things change names in the past, uh, and it's weird. It's weird that the the name plates thing went through a couple of names it's weird that some of these systems go through multiple names and the best way to avoid that is just don't announce it until you've got the final name in place yep uh.
1: I mean, hell, they did, that's why they didn't announce the date, right? Is they right. didn't want to have a redo of Endwalker. And yeah, I think in, to, exactly to your point, like we're at minimum probably what? Six months? Five, like five months? Because May would be probably the dream. May they 31st to is the date. earliest
2: date I believe it can, uh, yeah. can launch. Oh, and, man, that, I just I think it's don't quick. see that happening. I think, happening. I think that's, no, that is think that is the earliest. That is the absolute... That would be crazy if it was that early. Yeah, um, And even then, that makes it just like a 910 day expansion cycle or something which is is long yeah Uh, like it's it's long like the whole thing is is just really long uh the days between savages you know it's it's gonna be really long so the lore is gonna have to really punch which they had been presenting this as a it's gonna be a step back it's gonna be chill it's gonna be a beach vacation okay on your beach vacation you know (laughs) there's gonna be a struggle for who's king and like As the local tourist, you're going to like weigh in a little bit, but that's it. That's it. Other than that, beach vacation, super chill, minor struggle for who's king. Okay. There's also going to be, and then it just keeps, you're like, oh, so this is going to be right back into the action. Um, Lore wise, do you think that like, there's, are you excited about that spinning up that fast? It feels like it's building into something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So here's what I mean so one thing I would say is that Yoshi P sense the earliest I remember him saying it was in Stormblood, but it, even before then was like surprising people is a name of the game that's why Azasla is what it is that's why they created Othard and it wasn't just Alamigo right that's why uh Shadowbringers was we're going to the first it was like this you know huge switch up uh, and Walker had Elpis and Ultima Thule right um I think it's totally fine from a lore standpoint I think So one, he described this specifically as two arcs, right? So Mm -hmm. I think what's going to happen probably is the Golden Throne aspect of it is going to be one part of the arc. And then we're going to continue forward into more things around what Solution 9 and kind of the history of Terrell, something like that. Um, And I think spinning it back up quickly is only true in that it feels like Solution 9 is this huge shift. But in terms of like... Allag and the legacy of a lot of the things that have happened already solution nine or something like it is not the most insane thing. Um, and, and once they did the 13th for the six point X patches as like kind of establishing that getting character set up for that, for both making both having a story now that kind of has its conclusion, but also seeding for the future. I think it was very clear that they were never going to have a actual just summer vacation, slow story, but I do think it's probably going to not be as, um, well, I wouldn't say it wouldn't be world-ending-y, but I would definitely say that it it will be. I think the most important thing is that the Warrior of Light is going to be while a major player and like motive force. I don't think it's like everything rests on our back. Because that's one of the interesting things about six point X. It's if you pay, if you look at it, it's more of Ritra's and Zeros story than ours. Um, as much as we are like the hero there helping people and like a motive force, it's not about us. I think Dawn Trill is going to be similar if you look at the like characters now how it's already about other people.
2: When we look at Tyrell, is there enough zones there to be there more than one expansion? I think one of the things that I really struggle with is that we use an area so little. I think that's why I didn't like that we went to Garlemald, is I think people mistook my initial reaction to that, is I didn't want to go to Garlemald, and it's that my concern was that a zone called Garlemald that had that little Garlemald in it, they'll go, okay, we checked the box, and now we don't ever have to go back. Um, and so like Terall, the fact that they're giving us south and north all in one go, like that feels like a lot of map to use up if we aren't able to stretch Terall into multiple expansions. Yeah. Is
0: that gonna be six zones as well? Like, are those like all six zones gonna be a part of the new world or
1: I mean the final zone could be anything. It literally could be for all for all we know, it could be um another reflection, and that's why they're mm. hiding it. It could, you know, uh I'm sorry, sorry, I'm pulling up my uh labeled Terall map. Um, so basically, uh, all the maps so far fill out everything in the heart of Yachtarol in the south, and then the, like, heart, like, the, the southern part of the north and the northern part of the south, but Yachtarol goes further down into, like, a tail
2: of the continent. So we could go plus, to, like, Peru or Mexico still.
1: Yeah, well, Peru, is already kind of the Peru, but, like, the, Mex- and the Mexico area is kind of a Xaluani, Tuliolal. It's, it's never quite yeah. one-to-one. Um, but there's places like, uh, here, yeah, uh, Loen Zen Zeniheta and then Tiak Tiak, which we haven't heard anything about and I don't think are going to be maps. So there's still places the same way that there's like the Aras in Othard and there's plenty of places in Othard we haven't been to. Um, plus, there's a lot of water around there. Like there's the there's the Stardust Sea where that giant crack crevice goes through yeah. um, with Julio Lal. And then there's a, a Bermuda Triangle. There's literally Skade's Triangle. So maybe we're going to see Siren Song 2.0. Because uh, we don't see a Bermuda Triangle related quest with aliens or something, especially with now the Sea of Stars being. a... Uh, am thinking dreams. Look, as a Final Fantasy X fan, if we did anything with Xanarkind, I would be ecstatic. And there is quite a few 10 things already. Um, but yeah, so so there's there's still a lot to explore. Um, both in the further north, the same way that like Oh Ilsebard is covered currently, the the like Canada. And the, like, mm-hmm. far south of, of okay. Ductoral are yeah. still covered.
0: Right. And so is Mirror City, which you can see clearly <laughs> on the map. Yeah, yeah. we haven't we gone. There. Like, we haven't gone there. And so it's like, come on, let's go Mirror City. Uh That's yeah. kind of where it's like, I wonder if we're going to go as a part of before I ended up stepping away from the game. the uh, I was like, oh, that's I, I wonder if this. Yeah. I had a lot really of
1: reasons go. why I thought that's where we were going. Like I had a lot of like I and made it, a whole video. It could that.
2: easily be dragon related. And like, I just think that like I would was my favorite part of playing through Dragonflight. Like, like, I just. Let's see dragons. Yeah, I would eventually, I guess, get tired of it. But so far, I have yet to play a game and be like, that was too many dragons. Like, so so far, just more dragons. Uh, When in doubt, you could just sprinkle more dragons into the story. And I'm more dragons yeah i want to say
0: a special thank you to del morgan for 26 months of support over on twitch so thank you for renewing that sub and hopefully you guys are enjoying the show thank you all for the 18 likes here on the youtube stream at this point so really appreciate y'all hanging out with us and uh and chatting about some final fantasy uh so that's the mid show uh you know i guess notes let's get back to the conversation i have a couple of starred comments that i'd like to dive into uh yeah. first and foremost uh So Hila says the formula shouldn't change, but I think some kind of remix is in order. And this is obviously relation to our talk about the veterans and the formula being very predictable to the point where people ask Chris, how do you know that that's the date? And Chris is there's no other option. You know, like this is the this is the model that they follow. What do you guys think?
2: Yeah, I'm not predicting it the way people predict who wins a sport where there's a bit of gambling involved. What I have is a lot more concrete than that because they've given us something more concrete than that. So this is this is much closer to if you believe like like wrestling is staged uh, than like the NCAA is not staged. Uh, And I know there's some some thoughts on what I just said, but let's keep it moving. Uh, So like I, I. it's just much more, there is a script, there is a plan. Uh, and, and it may not always go exactly to plan, but it's it's going to stay close. And, it, and there is a stage director that if we drift off plan, if there is some improv, if there is a moment that catches us by surprise, there's going to be a stage director that tries to get us back on plan. So we can enjoy these brief moments where Yoshi P has said things like, Hildebrand was never designed to be the level of content that it is. So there are things that have caught them by surprise, because as we've navigated this pre-planned road trip, They've realized, okay, let's spend a little longer at this rest stop than we intended to. And there's and some of those have been negative, things like COVID. Uh, but there, there have also been a number of those that have been positive for the game where they have put something in the game that they thought was just going to be a brief little rest stop and it turns into ongoing content. Um, so that's that's where I think like the plan kind of comes into place, is it keeps us on a roadmap and that keeps us moving forward. But as far as a remix, my argument would be that we already Get those. Um, that, you know, the way fates have changed from how they were used in ARR to the way that they got kind of remixed in Shadowbringers was a change. You know, the way crafting and gathering has spun off into the point where it has its own relics and it kind of had relics in ARR in Heaven's Word. For anybody that's not deep enough into that content, there were things you could go get involved in, but not nearly as structured as they were with the restoration and forward. Um, so like I think some of those remixes happen, but they are much more like building blocks, and it's always just one step at a time. And it's very frustrating when you're like, okay, we are three blocks away from something awesome. Mm-hmm. And the and the dev team says, okay, but we're only building one block. <laughs> and so yep. then you're you're always two blocks away from what you wanted. Uh, so we don't get to choose where they put the bricks and maybe that's really where the issue, the friction lies. Is that you see you see another, you know, you see Elio's favorite content get five bricks, and you see Brian's favorite content get four bricks, and your piece of content gets one brick, and you're like, what the hell? Um, you know, like I would love to see triple triad get brought forward somehow. I don't, you know, I would love to see Golden Saucer take a bigger leap than Fall Guys crossover. But it doesn't.
1: Give us the triad.
0: I love it. I love it. What Um, about you, Uh, Elia, Do you want a remix? What do you think?
1: Yeah. I mean, building off that, right. Look, I, maybe I just come at this from a very holistic perspective. There's a lot of content in the game that I don't really care that much about that. I'm really happy when gets stuff for, because I care more about like the game as like a communal social space. And I I don't like, it's just like, that is where I get a lot of my joy. So like when G posing or stuff like that gets stuff, it like, even though it doesn't really mean much to me. Um, I or you know, a great example is duty support. A bunch of people in my community like duty support is like, I'm never gonna use, I don't, what I I don't, I don't give a shit about this, but a bunch of people, so many people who have started playing who are now in my community are people who only started playing 14 because of duty support. And so Yoshi B called it when he said, Hey, we did the data, we checked it out. The thing that makes people afraid to do an MMO is not being able, is is scared to play with other people. And you know what? And now, and some of those people are now Savage Raiders. So, like, the thing is, you just had to get their foot in the door. Sure. Um, But I totally agree with everything you're saying. I I think I also just come from the sort of school of thought of, like, Yoshi P's consistency is his superpower, and I mm-hmm. get that it's boring, but it's been also the reason A Realm Reborn could happen is because of it. The reason Correct. each expansion is just constantly kind of improving, whether you quality of story aside, because writing is much more that's like personal taste and stuff, but like the like the just building and building and building and building has been consistent for a decade. And mm-hmm. that is, I don't know of any MMO that's been that consistent. Plenty of MMOs might have been better, might have been you know, whatever, but like consistent like that i I've played a lot, and I can't think of any personally. Yeah,
0: consistency is a, is a key pillar uh, in that. Now, as terms of remix, like for me, like if there were certain things that they did a little bit differently, like with duty support as a great example, I really want to see a mix a mix and match duty support because if as Maddie is gonna turn 10 this year, if I'm gonna step back into this game and if we're gonna play it together, it'd be so much more enjoyable to be able to say it's me and her and then let's take some duty support people so that way i don't have to worry about impacting anybody else's day with teaching my daughter how to play but also i don't have to expose her to a like a ran you know a random role where someone's you know yelling at her i've told the story about my wife playing and being harassed in the world of final fantasy 14 and then the defenders come out and they're like that's not possible uh and i go you are new this was possible it is no longer possible but that does not a race that had happened you know so it's like yeah like i i want that mix and match so a remix like doesn't necessarily mean they have to completely change the game but i want them to really kind of i don't know dive deeper into some of these systems that they've given us and and bring that out the other another remix that i'd love to see is the level sync i want to play the job as it's designed and it's designed for level cap but then a vast majority of the content that they say you can go do isn't level cap and so i always kind of feel like oh man it'd be really cool if i could practice my rotation being that i got those skills but now they're not accessible on my bar and so that would be something where i would really appreciate those remixes to the current formula that they're doing it doesn't have to be like oh they're they're going to release an extra raid, you know, this, this expansion, it's, oh, we're going to really invest in some of these systems that we have in place. And we're going to, we're going to evolve them uh, further where it feels like another remix. I'd love to see grand companies. We have the ranks they have been in since ARR. we cannot receive them. And I wonder why, you <laughs> I would love to see a remix of the grand companies. And I would like to see something that takes, you know, brings up and uh, brings the open world more to life uh, than it has. And that
2: it is not an exploratory, you know, kind of zone. And and some things are iterative and it's not immediately obvious how Um, duty support came out of squadrons kind of right. They had a storytelling element that wasn't getting done. They needed to get people through MSQ they had a squadron system and they kind of said, okay, it doesn't need to be off of the squadrons. And in some ways it actually needs to be available before squadrons. Yeah. Like, and it needs to be engaged with in a more direct way. Um, you know, you don't need to level up your squadrons to get through heaven's word. Like it needs to be something that's kind of ready to go at whatever point you need it, right. You're up two in the morning. You normally play with other people, but the queue's too long. Great. Do you support? Um, and then, but the trust and the duty support system have kind of evolved out of that squadron system, which in some ways kind of feels like the Chocobo system and the Chocobo mm-hmm. system went through some major overhauls at a technical level back in 4.0, but they didn't really do a lot with it. Like Yoshi yeah. P talked about it. He talked about an interview w- directly with me and Brian. He talked about how they overhauled it, but the average player didn't notice it because they overhauled it to, to allow the game at a technical level to run better. But then there wasn't a piece of content married to that. Uh, and so it can kind of feel like, like if we can't see it, it's almost like it didn't happen. Uh, wow. In its history has that issue with cataclysm. Cataclysm was a huge technical leap forward with the game, but because it didn't necessarily have content married to each piece of technical advancement, some of those technical pieces of advancement resulted in a content drought because the content wasn't paired. And so logging in and paying a subscription to be told there are there is nothing new that you want to do but don't worry the game's running better thanks for paying us doesn't necessarily always feel good as a consumer Uh, So with this remix, like the question is, how do they also do it while getting the necessary things done? This graphical overhaul is necessary. Whether you want the game to look better or not, while they're doing it, it's not just graphical. There are all these things like Brian has talked about where they're cleaning up memory. They're clean, which is going to allow you to do things like have more gear sets, have more glamour plates, have more dye channels. But it's also going to allow them to just do more cosmetically with the game in general. So even if the Glamour and its related systems aren't your thing, it's it's what allows us to not get rid of belts next time, not get rid of the next piece of gear and the next piece of gear and the next piece of gear. Um, so you want these advancements. The question is how do they like marry the right piece of content with the right advancement? I think that Island Sanctuary was a huge leap forward in what they could do within instanced content. It was a massive leap forward. Uh, and it it is a building block towards things like individual housing. Not saying that obligates them to do it, but before it was not technically possible. And now it might be. Doesn't It doesn't mean they have to do it, but but they're... So as far as remixes go, um, the question is, how big does it have to be to count towards that? Because I think that a lot of that has been happening. I think that the Hildebrand Relic was a huge risk and it was frustrating that it was just home based but... There was a lot about it that was really clever i think it'll age really well because like a boss just or eureka requires a community around it to age and we can only have so many of those it's amazing to me that eureka has thrived as long as it has mm-hmm. um but these these tome-based relics like I, I have to wonder what the data is like are there more people that have the heavensward relics than any other because they're so easy to do now by money. yourself
1: i bet money yeah
2: like they're so easy man. like if anybody's like I've always wanted to have a complete set of relics heavens word's the one to get
1: i had like, almost two full sets of heavens word relics never not having ever tried see, and they and may like, not
2: even be going man and that they're just easy up, to
0: get and that just brings up a remix that i'd love to see i'd love to see perks attached to the relics and then scale up every expansion so there's still like a a use case and have a specific piece of content that that only applied like something like deep dungeon or the exploratory zones that it's like you bring in this you know this particular relic and all of a sudden you have an extra perk or who knows like whatever else it would be Uh, and that's where it's like man like that would be a remix of taking you have this system you have a system in which that you can go collect the older relics if you want but then there's not really like outside of a glamour a purpose that, that you would want to do that, and I think it would be one way to really refresh that system.
1: I think without breaking the raid. Yeah, the one danger there is making um a barrier to entry for new players to then like who are already scared to step uh, put their foot in. Right, I'll point about remixes though. Right, is that. Uh, island exploration based off of the image that they showed there, but also the image they showed prior. If you looked at the background of it, what they were Mm -hmm. showing was Ishgardian restoration. And so it looks like, like the cosmic exploration is a combination based off of what they said of island sanctuary, but also Ishgardian restoration. So they all are already like, the thing is, is that exactly what Chris said about, um, it being a really important step with, uh, with instance contents. It's also their, their freshman step into that in terms Mm -hmm. of that specific kind of content and so what we'll see when they try to you know remix it and refresh that for uh dawn trail is going to be super interesting and also we know there's going to be an exploration zone like Bosnia and eureka and so we're going to see a remix and an iteration there as well
0: i want to say thank you to andrew hawkins for becoming a youtube member at the dollar member club uh that brings us up to 20 members at that at that tier and uh so thank you guys so much for the support uh i'm gonna challenge you guys if at all possible uh here in 2024 if we can get that to over a hundred that would be game changing otherwise i might try to consider some updates to the members here on the channel itself uh one of the things that i'd like to do is be able to turn off all mid-roll ads on these streams uh that's just something that when it comes when it's all said and done I, we can't do this uh content without y'all's constant support so thank you andrew uh for taking the challenge and hitting that join button so anyway I just wanted to call that out because I think that's always exciting to see that green that green text pop up
2: so I think the other thing about the remix is and we're only talking in Final Fantasy here because when we start comparing games sometimes it feels like you're complaining about something that could never be solved because another game just does it so much better Mm -hmm. or you're complaining about something that you shouldn't be allowed to complain about because another game is so much worse that it's like well You're complaining from on top of your mountain, you know, like you're already in such a good state, but Final Fantasy 14 has an enormous backlog of content there. I was told over the years back, you know, when I was a story skipper and I am happy to welcome all story skippers into the game and always will be. So for anybody that thinks me going back and doing story has changed my view on if this game can be done without story, it has not. Welcome. Enjoy the game however you want. But with that said, as I've gone back and enjoyed the story, I was told over and over that I could not appreciate this game without story. I've now played through the entire story twice and and I'm about to work on a project behind the scenes that's going to have me play through it an additional three times. So I will clear the full story five times. Now, that is an enormous undertaking, but relative to the total hours on my account where I have have one full Omni, I have a second one that's well on its way, uh, and then I'll probably end up with a couple more. And I don't think I'm alone in this. This does not make me in some elite class. I promise there's people in chat that have more relics than I'll ever get, more characters level than I'll ever get. Like, like the number of people that have played this game, story just becomes a very small percentage. Uh, how do we go back and better leverage the content the game does have? Story feels like the obvious one to me. How do we go back and make it worth doing more of? How do we go back and have a hard mode of the story? How do we go back and have a you know, deep dungeon style, like like if you die, like like how do we go back and do things to to reinvent old zones, to reinvent old content, you know, make this stuff interesting? Because uh, from a remix, that feels like the biggest gap that they have not yet solved. With new content, it does remix. You know, when we get new relics, when we get new deep dungeons, they are sometimes different. And you know that they're different because the people who like the previous ones will complain loudly. Uh, So, like, (laughs) it can't be the same because it's not satisfying the same people. The raids, we have had ultimates and raids that people have been really thrilled about the newest ones. Like, the newest expansion did a great job on some of these. The alliance raid had so much excitement around it. How do we go back... I don't want to always rely on the newest expansion. How does Terall satisfy all players? That doesn't seem possible. How can we go back and better leverage the backlog that this game has done such a good job preserving? We have not deleted large swaths outside of 1.0. This game doesn't really delete things very often. A rum reborn and that during 5.x and even then it's just a couple of things pruned, really. Yeah. So how do we like, is there is there something that you guys think we could do to better remix? That's the hard, replayability, right? replayability, right? You get caught up on the current patch. You're waiting on the next patch. You know what day it's coming out because the game's so predictable. Uh, and if you don't know, you just listen to Hap's prediction and my prediction, and when they're on the same date, that's probably it. If they're not, then he's probably right. Uh, so like, what do you do? You have to go backwards. Some you, I've seen some people talking about dumping tomes into old relics. I've seen some people talking about liking the the fact that old dungeons use different rotations. Like, what adds that spice? I it's, it's hard
1: because part of it is honestly my, my gut response is it's okay for it to not like, it's not useful though. um It's like, it's hard, right? Because other than a hard mode, other than saying, Hey, here's a special, unique, uh, other like color inverted. If you do each expansion, you get a color inverted version of the clothes that you get at the beginning of each one. Right? Like, w- 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 unless you do something like that, what do you how do you not veer into the making it mandatory like you can't put any kind of power behind that so it has to be glamour at that point or a mount like okay hey when you finish heaven's word you get um a uh uh uh, midgard summer mount but he's purple like barney the dinosaur instead of green you know um i I think you would have to just put like that kind of thing but like you would create a like you said hard mode um where oh actually would this even work Okay. Okay. So bear, bear with me. Right. When you, you have to do each travel, when you do each trial, you have to do the EX and you have to do it synced. Right. Something like that. Mm-hmm. The duty, the, the, oh, okay. the you know.
2: minimum item level is harder than the day the content was released. Right. Like, like to anybody that's like, well, I did it back on launch. So you don't have minimum item level. That's not the same. Minimum item level is harder. Like, like we don't go into any content with minimum item level. Uh, we always go in above when it launches. Um, so like they, the systems are already balanced to have a harder mode available. All you would have right. to do is tie minimum item level achievements to the raids. And you would have all these raiders suddenly going, I'm going to go get all those achievements and tie inverted mounts to them or tie inverted gear to them. Like you said, like, like there's, it's there. Um, Yoshi's response has been exactly what this comment below says when he was asked last, uh, media tour, why we don't do minimum item level, um, achievements. He said that I'm afraid that if I put anything in the game that focuses on old content, I will be accused of not caring about future content. That was his whole reasoning. It didn't matter if it was easy to implement, it didn't matter if it did not change the amount of content upcoming. You know, every time they go over an update, we find out every patch has more quests, more lines of dialogue, more voice acting than ever before, more minutes of cutscenes, more zones, you know, like more, more. the game keeps getting bigger. It wouldn't matter. Like the moment you fa- the moment you look backwards in the rearview mirror, that is going to be an accusation. And it's it's a in valid defense,
1: one. In his defense, when 5.x happened and P- they were going back to fix ARR stuff, except for maybe flight, like anytime that people were complaining. I remember very specifically, people were frustrated about that. And, and I, th- I think was they were wrong. But... As,
2: I don't know if it's true or not, yeah. or if it's kind of a romanticized version of the truth, but the uh, flight was almost presented as like, I told the team not to do it and they just chose to stay after and do it. And like, I don't know that that's exactly how it went down. I don't know that there really was a bunch of like completely uncompensated devs, like rebelling against the man by implementing content without permission. Like, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) It's a fun story.
1: Yeah. My suspicion, (laughs) it was someone figured out they could do it, created a pitch deck or some kind of thing to say like, Hey, we can, we can do this. Can we do it? And he's like,
0: if you work, yes, yeah. yeah. If you work on it, you know, like, just don't don't miss these. These are the things. I so, yeah. if you're able to plug away at that, yeah, branch that off in the code and keep plugging think, away, and then we'll merge it back.
1: I think that's definitely how we got Upper Lenosia uh, underwater. You know, with uh, we, we, now you can go to Camp Bronze like and go underwater. I think that's the exact same thing that happened. Is that someone went? We could do this. Can we do this? Let's do mm-hmm. this.
0: Now, I have a, a lore uh, question that I, I've been yeah. dying to ask you. Because hey, as Lord. a Final Fantasy XI fan, the fact that the Alliance Raid is going to be tied to Echoes of Deal. what are your initial thoughts, reactions, and just hopes for what this crossover Alliance Raid can uh, can be?
1: Yeah, so I'm very excited for it. I, I'm very excited for the amount of people I know who are big 11 heads. I have spent very little time in 11 comparatively. I'm going to spend a bunch of time in between uh, 0.55 and Dawn Trail.
0: It's a good thing to do. If they would yeah. If they would just come out with a shared sub, it'd be it'd be just, oh, you're waiting for Dawn Trail? Me too. Turns out, play this other game that you are
1: paying for. Honestly, more than the shared sub at this point... Having created an account and tried to log in, just letting me log in with my 14 stuff oh. instead of having to use the interface. The I number, have, yeah. Unironically, that's... finished certain savages I have finished quicker than at the time it took me to buy and get into 11. Like, not even kidding, not even being hyperbolic. I straight up.
2: Meanwhile, WoW has people excited about retail who are paying a sub to pay season of discovery. Like they're like, yeah, I think yeah. it's great. Oh, so are you playing it? No. And that would normally mean that. Blizzard's not getting money, but that's not true. They're getting money. So like it could also just be there are people who have turned off their 14 sub right now who might be watching this show, might be watching other content, might have watched FanFest. They're excited, but Square is not getting their money. And so like even just from a business standpoint, how do you get people to not turn it off and turn it on again? Like, how do you get people to feel like it's valuable to leave it on? Um, and I'm not saying like leave it on if you're not using it. That's why people are turning it off. That's why Yushpe says you can turn it off. But is there something they can add to the prop, you know, that business proposition that says, okay, I was turning it on for launch and then again at point three. Now I think I'm going to play from launch to point three. Like, because in between, I'm going to go spend some time in 11. In between, you know, maybe it's got demos in it, like where this month they're letting you play Octopath Traveler this month, they're letting you play 10 like, like they have a backlog of games at at Square. How do we just let it play extended demos? I mean, I think at the beginning, just start by just having a single launcher. And that launcher allowing you to play 11, (laughs) like, yeah, just at the base level, I don't want to get too ahead of it and want it to be full Battle.net because Battle.net is such a powerful tool, like I can just. It is so easy to go to log into WoW and just almost accidentally buy Diablo Four. Like it is, it is that easy. And you can just say, "Yeah, I want it," and then it's like, "Cool, I'll just put it on the card that your WoW subs on." Done. Don't even yeah. worry about it. Don't even worry. I think about it. that's we'll what install yeah. it in the background. Don't even
0: worry. I about think it. that's actually where Game Pass is going to go. Game Pass, like as a part of the Xbox app, is. I'm. I. I assume that they're going to work to integrate that whole system together because of how well battle.net is you know is run you know from an end user perspective because i agree with chris it's like oh yeah and then imagine getting on there and it's like you already have game pass and here's the you know countless games because the windows installer on on the xbox app is garbage like it's just i i it trips me up all the time i get issues all the time i'm like let's let's just use a premier system you own it now microsoft uh there we go Andrew's asking, um, when do you guys think they're... Oh, go ahead. Go I ahead. Was just, I was
1: just, uh, we can dive into that. I was just going to go back to the lore perspective. Uh, Let's go back
0: to the lore perspective. We'll come back to Andrew's question here in a second.
1: Um. Yeah, so 11, super interesting. I think it's going to probably be like Evilise. What they're going to do is they're going to take 11 and they're going to interpret it in 14 because there's p- plenty of parts of Turral where there could have been in the second astral era or the fourth astral era, a civilization known as Vanadil. And they take a lot of, you know, mm. It, you know, we already have Gulul Jaja, and we're having Blue Mage where his head is like the, you know, the design from Blue Mage from 11. And like, there's, I, I think what they're going to do is synthesize that history because if you, because it being another reflection doesn't make sense because all the reflections are geographically the same. So, I mean, maybe they, they could do that. They could absolutely do that if they wanted to um, make it, but they like geographically would still not be 11. So it's not just going to be 11s a reflection, but. Um, the, uh, the, the the two things that they could do that like near is interesting because near is like so many cans of worms. But E3 literally deleted near from the lore in, in terms of like it being its official canonicity is in complete question. Um, and so the fact that they've never done that for anything else uh, other than crossover events, which have also always been treated as like basically non-canon. Uh, so even though there is the 11 crossover events, its canonicity is also very like dubious. Um, so I, I, what I would definitely expect is imagine that, that there will probably be a, a place like Vanadil that had existed in some part of Tural at some point in a prior astral era. And its history and story is going to be remixed in the same way East was for for uh, Stormblood. Interesting.
0: Uh, Justin thinks and or hopes that I think that the Final Fantasy XI crosshair would be great as a planet since they've hinted at planetary travel already.
1: Yeah, so the struggle with that is that it seems like they're using the races from atheris which don't exist on other stars. Um, so there's not really a way to reconcile that very easily, because um, there was no planet. Like the, the it's not like the. While there is planetary travel now that we have the Ragnarok and plus what Alag did, it would be kind of weird, um, but not technically impossible. I just would think that the lore as we understand it so far would kind of push back against that.
0: That's where I'm. I'm very curious to see how they integrate it and the dream, which is just coped out you know, the wazoo right now is that if they were building Vanna deal in the final fantasy 14 engine how much more work is it to then just say hey we've updated final fantasy 11 and it's just going to be all in this shared engine and both games then benefit from that technical work that's what amazon oh games God. is doing with new world and the lord of the rings mmo that they're working on it's all like yeah every investment we make into the engine both games are winning both games are coming to console. Controller support for New World here in T minus maybe like a month and a half. So I mean, it's, it's a d-
1: dream, but like
0: I think the amount of copium. No just
1: cut my oh, dude! I'm, <laughs> huff, <laughs> just, I'm blowing out it. of
2: his screen, and it just <laughs> I was almost. trying to be nicer than that,
0: Chris. <laughs> dude, I am. Dude, I am huffing the coke You know, wow. it, 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 I huff it so hard it becomes hopium That's how that's yeah. how opium oh, is made. Man. Yeah.
1: uh Infinite energy
2: machine right there
0: back to the question in hand Andrew asked when do you guys think the pre-order is going to be posted
2: we have probably two more live letters possibly three but two more live letters between now and launch what they will likely do is during one of these live letters they will talk about what a um pre-order is how excited they are um and they will talk about what the kind of ability to you know, see your character and like download and the client and all of that, right? So they're just, and they'll put kind of a rough timeline on it. That timeline will be the second live letter. When the second live letter launches, they'll say, okay, here's your technical. You can download this. You can see your character. Final trailer's been revealed. All of that has to be after 0.55, which is fine. Like that's four days away. Um, Probably after 0.58 once the Xbox beta is kind of online as well. I have 0.58 at the thirtieth of January. Um Xbox beta could be that week, could be the week after. I
0: think they're saying February um, 21st. February. Yeah. February okay 21st. I hadn't seen a date on it. And they haven't it keeps they're not kicking hard out hard committed they it did it keeps it was, kicking out. It was, it was originally it the 16th of, of
2: January and now that's been kicked out too uh so, February, but we'll see. So I think we'll be looking at a live letter announcement of the announcement. I don't think it's just going to drop on people because they know that people want to make a decision on whether or not they purchase. They're usually pretty good not about they're usually pretty good about not just like ripping the rug out and saying, give us money now or you miss out. Usually, you know in advance that anybody that wants to kind of save up and buy a bigger edition than they plan to otherwise have time to kind of make that call because not everybody can absorb just a $100 hit out of nowhere. Um, The collector's edition will sell out way too fast and there will be people that, that are upset. Uh so and they just, will have
1: made a bunch more than last time and it will not be enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: They'll have this 10 times the number and it sold out in half the time, like it every time. So like I, I would expect it to be at the second live letter. That would be my prediction as of now. Um and then that still puts us far enough out that remember, there's still there'll still be a media tour uh about 30 days prior to the expansion. Is about when that embargo will lift, which means that you may start to see content creators go dark two weeks before that, as they depending on how they roll it out. The digital ones, they were able to compress that timeline. The physical ones, they have to be in three different physical locations for each region. So that one meant that there were people sitting on secrets for like a month. Um, we've had leaks out of every media tour. So like I would say the way to avoid leaks is to just not make people keep a secret very long, like just <laughs> shorten that timeline up give people seven or 10 days to keep their mouth shut instead of uh when you and i went on our first media tour we were the last round on this on the last day and so like by the time you and i came into information i think there already been leaks like (laughs) there was already information out there as opposed to the second one the digital ones were much more like day 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 um so i don't know it's a pre
1: yeah, my less educated guess uh that is not based on anything other than my gut is that you'll know by March.
0: March is a reasonable time frame. Yeah, I think a live letter. this yeah, yeah, I'm thinking June, July for the release. That gives that gives plenty of time. But I don't think you see it until they know what that date is and know that yeah. they're gonna hit that date without any without any delays. Because I don't think anybody wants that that to repeat. And then the nice thing is is they've solved the server problems. So it's that. If Dontrell does bring tons of people back and it has another level of like a, another wave of hype, uh, you know, pre going into the expansion, like we've seen historically, we know that the servers will should be able to handle it because they have cloud servers. Now they've got more data centers uh, and, you know, it was so unfortunate because they were they were trying to get servers. They just couldn't due to the state of the world and, and Silicon at that time. So you said you're, no you look water. like you're about to say something, Elo.
1: Yeah. Um. So. So the one thing I was going to ask you guys actually is, do you think that the cloud servers are going to be? Oh, e- good. Sorry. As an, it's all good. As an intermediary. So, like, one of the things Yoshi P said said that he was worried about allowing cross, uh, full crossover travel was like mm-hmm. the way in which what happens. But if they make it so everyone can go into the cloud server, so if a JP can go into cloud server, I can go to the cloud server, but I can't go to JP and JP can't go to NU NA, we can still play together. Do you think they're going to use it as a solution like that because i, I think so like, i i don't think yeah. it's
0: from a technical perspective and the coding i don't think that's now however i think around the next fan fest that's going to maybe be a part of you know, remember when they announced like world visit and etc like all of a sudden we start seeing them move into that and i think cloud-based servers and that technology start to make that a, a real reality for them we've already seen it in terms of the the code of the of the game the, the, code, the code on the servers i think will be uh you know continuing to improve but i don't know there.
2: what stops that from being true in other games then because like wow has a much more robust server structure than 14 and yet mm-hmm. they have continued to leave a divide across the pond there they have continued to not let eu characters and na characters play together um mm-hmm. even though their server and battle group stuff has continued to dissolve and at this point like their faction stuff dissolving so like they clearly have the tech and so I have to wonder if what's stopping them is some form of regulation or taxation or like that there is something outside of the game that is just making it more complex than it's worth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so like, I, I don't know. I don't know enough of that stuff, but I have to assume it's somebody outside of the technical group that says, like, I can make that happen. And there is, some, tech with that there is some like lawyer or finance guy or whatever. Yeah. that's like, don't do that. Uh, it's got to be. So it's like, gotta I be wonder if there's something yeah. outside of the game. Um that's not intentionally anti-fun, but is is some regulation that was probably logical when it was written but just wasn't meant to accommodate this kind of technology. Yeah,
0: um, be interesting to see. Uh, special thank you to game and then grave with the twenty five months of support over on Twitch uh, for hitting that tier one sub. So thank you, game for being a part of this community. Uh, Elio, you got yes. is there anything we uh, we haven't talked about that you were hoping that we would we would talk about? Is there any thoughts that you have? Uh, going in uh um, into this year. What do you got?
1: I'm yeah, I know I mean I know we're winding down. So I would have l- gladly love to talk about the geography of Tyrol and everything we know for hours. We can on get end. you back. Uh, we can <laughs> get you back.
0: So I'm assuming. Um, yeah,
1: yes, yeah, yeah, gladly, gladly. I mean, um but uh no, I mean I'm really excited for all of Dawn Trail in the boring way, which is that everything's new and exciting. Um but I'm just I'm, I'm very excited to see where they go. Every piece that they add to kind of the the the, the broader, you know, the, the the weave that is 14 i feel like adds uh, retroactively adds you know when you you add a new map you don't just add a new map you also expand the amount of maps that make up everything and it's mm-hmm. very it's going to be really cool to see all of that um i'm looking forward to see what the difference is between the people because we had that huge influx at the end of shadowbringers going to end walker but mm-hmm. i'm really i'm I'm there i'm having a lot of fun watching people where dawn trails the first time they're they're all at an end game they know what's going on but it's their first like you know expansion launch it's 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 so that that's definitely very exciting for me um i'm looking forward to checking out the 11 and i'm definitely with with the free time that we will have uh free time with the time that i'll have between dawn trail and now and then uh yeah it's it's i'm just looking forward to making a bunch of different videos uh about uh all the all the new stuff that we've learned and maybe get, get back to some old stuff that i haven't gotten around to
2: chris is there anything that you uh wanted to talk about we didn't get it to get around to in today No, we're entering speculation seasons. Like the nice thing is everything we didn't get to today is every bit as inaccurate and fun to talk about (laughs) for months to come. Uh, We can continue to just make things up and then find out they're wrong later for like another four or five months. Uh, June is the most likely launch time. Like we'll find out things between now and June. Um, 0.55 is already gonna just break a bunch of predictions. So anybody that wants to get their prediction immortalized to have evidence that they were right or wrong, get it uploaded somewhere in the next four days
1: it's Um, fun it's definitely fun
2: and then we'll have the next round of well that obviously makes the made up thing the next round um I'm excited it it'll be good to kind of get back into I've been playing less and less because my personal life outside of game has been really busy it's not been anything I, I know there was a bunch of people that took breaks and made videos for all these reasons mine was much more just that like life outside of the game got so busy, I'm not sitting in this chair very often. It's not really that I'm sitting in this chair playing other games. Um, it's It's really just that I've spent less time in this chair in the last six months than I did the previous two years. So like I, I'm hopeful that this is coming at a time where I get to play a lot more. Mm-hmm. So everything for me is is just personal. so I, and I don't think I'm alone in that. I think there's people who have just been busy and they're looking forward to kind of this next chapter it's the nice thing about a predictor predictable formula it's like i can gauge well what on-ramp do i need to be ready by yep
0: the um uh before we wrap up dr caden coming in at the uh the ninth hour uh with the tier one sub 21 months of support over on twitch so thank you so much and uh terabyte uh says bring back conquest from final fantasy 11 since we have so many maps going into an fc conquest muahaha I hundred percent absolutely support this. This has been what I thought like would be a really good use of the grand companies. We're not at war with each other, but we're fighting for uh, like the our presence in the zone is is totaled up every week. And then it says, hey, the you know the the twin adders, man, thank you guys so much. You kept the this realm. The safest versus whatever and so then that map would reset and it would give people a little bit of bragging rights and then you could say that which fc did the most like so if your fc is in charge of it, it's like and this charge was led by you know the work the game crew or something like that where you could have that as kind of a weekly bragging rights uh kind of moment where uh, you have all of the, these different maps i 100 agree i've been advocating for conquest in final fantasy 11 they would probably name it something different you know, free company patrol. I to don't be know. Fair, like, that
1: that is the lore of PvP. That's like straight up is what you're doing in the Cartonell Flats when you like fight PvP. So, so
0: I'm I'm game for that. I'd love to see uh, any of that. You Either you guys have thoughts on on that final thought before we wrap up.
1: Yeah, I don't know Conquest well enough to say. Um, having played World v World and things like Guild Wars too, though, I, I I like that idea. I'd be curious what that would do to the community, <laughs> just because <laughs> of how many like uh limps I have, cares and stuff. It, like. Uh, what what sort of hostilities might be incurred from doing so? Uh, especially if you put any kind of reward, including Glam, as part of it.
2: That's my concern, is there's been a lot around this expansion's resurgence of PvP that's been positive. It has come with some negative. And a lot of that negative is people abusing their way to rewards. So if the rewards are worthwhile, somebody will break it. And at a scale that big, it's one small group breaking it for a lot more people than they can right now. Um, And if it's not worthwhile, then we end up with a variant dungeon type situation where people are mad that they're like, well, I want to do this content, but it doesn't as it doesn't give me anything because we don't just want intrinsic rewards. We do want extrinsic rewards. Um, So like, I want to get something in addition to the fun along the way, Mm -hmm. so I just I just don't know how you do it. Like, I'm not saying no, I'm just saying like same. Like that announcement, I feel like needs to come with ten slides after it because I just immediately questions. <laughs> <left laughs> Instead yeah. of just like a beastmaster and kids. leave it, like yeah. please don't just drop that that in the room and then walk out and just chaos ensues. Um, oh,
0: good call. Uh, it's been fun to watch also people frustrated that beastmaster is making their way, and I'm I'm personally I'm very so excited. excited. It's but the do- the downside the, the downside about it though is that it is so far away, and I don't think like I don't think we're gonna see beastmaster. Until the at least the first Fan Fest of 8.0, like before, like I don't probably think we're years gonna. From now. Yeah, so I think that's, yeah, it's that's probably when not you're 2024, see that. right? Exactly, definitely not yep. 2024. But yep. who knows? I would love to be wrong. I'm never going to be upset if they deliver news and information sooner than I anticipate.
1: Yeah, that feels like a 7.3 feature. <laughs> like,
2: 0.35 is the earliest yeah. I could see it. It could easily slide later. Yeah, um, that is a second half of an expansion, no more ultimates type thing. Mm. 0.45.55 like that's when limited jobs typically get updated. So unless there's something big locked behind it like um limited PVP, uh limited dungeons, limited right, limited deep dungeon like unless they're going to like revamp some old piece of content by now allowing limiteds to take part because there's more than one, uh which really I think you'd want three limited jobs before you opened a lot of that up. So like I would love to see a PvP that's exclusively limited jobs, a deep dungeon that's exclusively limited jobs, uh, to just let us break things. Like that's the whole benefit of the limited job system. Just let us break things. Like that's the whole that's what they do so well. Uh, is Blue Mage breaks things in a beautiful and wonderful way. And you see it in the Moogle Tombstone events. Like that has been a weird use of Blue Mages. Anybody that has done alliance raids with blue mages it is chaos and it is delightful
0: yeah so delightful elio where can people find you
1: yeah, so you can find me over at uh, the Origin Archives on YouTube. Uh that's mainly where you catch a lot of stuff. You can also find us on T Live when we do some off-kilter live streams so like random four, uh, fourteen stuff. Um also just a shout out, um we can find us at Final Fantasy Fourteen Archived where uh one of, it's our sister channel where we have a project of storing every cutscene, and not just cutscene, but also the like uh conversations and dialogue, for instance, all of the Moogle uh tribal quests and all that, uh and or and that whole story as a whole video that you can check out
2: chris where can um, people find you right here where we are right now and then i'm gaming kinda but mostly here
0: awesome awesome and yeah same answer <laughs> it's like just i finally accepted admin gear. privileges I'm, on these,
2: these podcasts
0: yeah and uh your your channel is also hooked up to this tool so like if you ever want to just use it and toss your you know like your like interviews and things like that over to your channel as well now that we can you can we can stream everywhere without any kind of uh, yeah, it's or, got a bunch of checkboxes
2: up here. It's right so now, cool.
0: right now we're going to uh, Twitch, YouTube, uh, and X and Facebook because why not? But no one's over on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, still putting it out there. Um, the dangerous it's, amount of
1: power you've given him.
0: Uh, you know, it's it only took him two years to like <laughs> <laughs> like Chris, the invites expire. They do. I I, I had to like resend it. I was I've like, clicked it right. from
2: time to time, but I'm too late. You know, I, I only had like 45 days to click it or something. So it just was oh, too quick for me all right guys
0: our plan is to be back uh, next week and we're gonna be talking all kinds of video game stuff so we appreciate you <laughs> hopefully you've enjoyed and uh hopefully we'll see you in the next one but until then take care